0: Pain, pain. All the blood, blood,
1: all the pain, pain. Hi, Crime Sound listeners. We're your hosts, Ashley and Ricky, and we're here today with another true crime episode that we both researched, put together, and hosted just for you. The information that we find is found in news articles, interviews, police documents, and recordings. We gather these things, put them together as a story. And who doesn't enjoy investigating a true crime every Wednesday as you're working or driving your commute? That's where we come in. And also, if you would like to help support Crime Salad... Share our podcast with a friend and give us a five star review on iTunes or any platform you listen to podcasts on. As a senior in high school, you have a lot to look forward to, such as your senior prom, your graduation, and for many, a new chapter of your life is about to begin with college starting. Brooke Schuyler Richardson, who goes by Schuyler, was no different. In 2017, she was a senior in high school and was living out a pretty typical life, as a senior in high school would. She had blonde hair, very polite, popular, known as a good student, and had a bunch of friends. She didn't drink, smoke, or party. And like many of her friends, she had big plans in the fall and was looking forward to attend the University of Cincinnati to study psychology. But suddenly, her life took an unexpected turn and she was left hiding a secret from all of her friends and her family for the rest of her senior year. But soon after graduation, Skylar's whole life would change, and her perfect reputation would be shattered when the news came out that Skylar was being accused of murdering her newborn baby minutes after being born. The whole town was in shock. Not only did no one know she was pregnant in the first place, but this type of thing was unheard of in their quiet little town where nothing ever happened. Skylar lived with her mom, dad, and brother in the small town of Carlisle, Ohio, just a little outside of Dayton. The Richardsons really were that all-American family. Her brother played football and she was a cheerleader. But once this horrible news got out and spread through the town the whole family was treated like criminals, and the people who they once called friends would shout murderer or baby killer at the family in public. So let's dive a little deeper into Skylar's side of the story and focus on some of the evidence supporting this case. Skylar had her very first gynecologist appointment, which happened towards the end of her senior year. Her main priority of this visit was to get on birth control. Before a doctor will write a prescription for birth control, they usually first have you take a pregnancy test just to make sure that you're not currently pregnant. Normally, they can get the results pretty fast, within a few minutes from a urine test. When she took this test, the results revealed she was pregnant, and the doctor estimated she was about 32 weeks into her pregnancy. This is pretty far along into the pregnancy and you have to consider if a baby is born between 39 to 40 weeks, the pregnancy is considered to be full term, so in her case she was pretty far along into her pregnancy. The doctor said Skylar was shocked by the news and began to cry, but that's a pretty normal reaction for a teenager finding out that they're pregnant and the doctor said this is something they see a few times a week, at least. So nothing really stuck out to the doctor, and the doctor began to comfort her. It's important to note here that Skylar was in the room alone with the doctor as her mom was in the waiting room. However, the doctor later said Skylar gave the impression that she had no intention of keeping the baby and kept saying over and over that there was absolutely no way she could have the baby. We also saw a few articles saying that Skylar asked the doctor to write her a prescription because her mom was expecting her to come out with a prescription from the visit. So, it's said that the doctor went ahead and wrote her one. I'm guessing this was just to buy her some time, maybe until she was able to tell her mom, but even though we saw this from some reputable sources... Personally, it just doesn't make a lot of sense, and I don't think a professional doctor would write a birth control prescription knowing that she was pregnant. I mean, I'm not an expert on what a doctor can and can't do, but it just seems a little weird and a little far-fetched, but who knows, maybe this is true. Now, keep in mind, Skylar was an 18-year-old girl and was getting ready to start her first year of college. Her family was very well known in their small little town and were extremely proud of the daughter they raised, often presenting themselves as the perfect family. The parents expected the very best out of both of their children and held them both to a very high standard. According to people who knew the Richardsons well, Skylar's mom was obsessed with how the family appeared from the outside and maintaining a perfect image. So suddenly finding out that you're pregnant and then having to tell your whole family that you let them down could have been terrifying to her. It's very possible that she could have been really scared and just didn't know what to do. It's also something to think about. If you're that far along in your pregnancy, you'd have to at least have a feeling that you could be pregnant. It's possible she was in complete denial about it and kept putting it on the back burner as if she didn't want to think about it. Or maybe it all did register with her and she just thought she was too far along to have an abortion, being that the baby was already almost fully developed. It's possible she just didn't know how to proceed or how to get the help that she needed. If she would have gotten the right help, she would have known about other options like adoption or the safe haven law. All of this would be overwhelming, but it's really something you can't ignore. It really makes me wonder how she didn't tell anyone. Was she that worried about what people thought of her, or even worse, what her mother would think of her? After looking into this case, it really seems that having a baby was not an option for her. Anyway, weeks went on and she continued to progress through her pregnancy as the end of the year was approaching. Skylar wasn't thinking much about being a mom, but was more focused on prom and college that was starting in the coming months. During the weeks of her pregnancy, she never showed up for any of her scheduled appointments, so no one was helping her through this. Doctors were not keeping track of her pregnancy, never getting any blood work done, never getting an ultrasound, or ever starting any prenatal care. Her OBGYN tried calling her over and over again, but the calls were never
0: answered. It was now May 5th, the night of her senior prom. Skylar wasn't letting her unexpected pregnancy get in the way of her special night with her friends. We came across pictures of her in a beautiful red gown. Her blonde hair was curled, with her hands on her hips, and in another picture she's posing with her prom date. Now that we know that she was pregnant at the time, you can actually see a little baby bump in these pictures when they were taken. But honestly, she's not huge for how far along she was, and you'd think she'd actually be a little bigger than this. During prom, a lot of students were talking. Seeing Skylar in her prom gown had some people questioning if maybe she was pregnant. A few of her closer friends even mentioned that Skylar asked them a few times if she looked fat in her dress, but they told her no way and told her that she looked beautiful. It's important to know that Skylar was very sensitive about her weight and suffered from an eating disorder causing her to be extremely skinny. So when she did start to show a little, her friends and family just thought she was growing out of her eating disorder and getting healthier. They especially didn't want to tell Skylar that they noticed that she was gaining some weight and risk having her go through the suffering of an eating disorder again. Just two days after her high school prom, reality hit Skylar alone in the bathroom as her parents continued to sleep She gave birth to a baby girl. What happens next becomes a huge question mark in this case. Weeks go by, and then months. Her life went back to normal as if none of this even happened. And this is where the story takes an interesting turn. Skylar then attends her next scheduled OBGYN appointment on July 12th, about four months later to get a refill on her birth control prescription. During her visit, she was seen by a different doctor, but the doctor noticed through her records that she was pregnant the last time she was there. The doctor, noticing that she wasn't pregnant anymore, asked her about her pregnancy, asking her how it went and if there were any complications. This is where Skylar began to break down in tears and told the doctor that she gave birth, but the baby was still born, and that she buried it in her family's backyard. The doctor was shocked by her response and called another doctor into the room and together filed a report with the Ohio Department of Health listing the date of death for the baby as May 7th and sent the report to the coroner's office, who then reached out to police. Looking back on her file and realizing that this is the same girl who never returned for any of her appointments and ignored all of their calls after finding out she was pregnant, They were immediately suspicious. And how she was so casual about how she buried her baby in the backyard. It's just not normal.
1: We're going to take a quick break here to tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online service that I personally use for my mental health. They provide a number of professional licensed counselors who specialize in all situations that may be interfering with your happiness. It's seriously my personal outlet to get my mind right. It's affordable. It's so convenient. I decided to give BetterHelp a shot when I was going through a very anxious part of my life, so I just signed up and I was matched with an amazing counselor who was so willing to talk with me right away. We actually set up a video chat later in the week to catch up. We are all so busy. Give yourself the care that you need today. Start living a happier life. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash crime salad. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash crime salad.
0: Two days after the doctor's visit, on July 14th, 2017, police arrived at the Richardson's house after receiving this tip. Now keep in mind, her parents supposedly still had no idea that Skylar was even pregnant. The only person who knew was Skylar and now her doctors. Police never gave her parents any specific details as to why they were there, They just told him that they needed to talk to Skylar about something that she may have witnessed and assured them that she wasn't in any type of trouble. The police brought Skylar to the police station and began to question her for over four hours while her parents still had no idea what was even going on. Skylar never asked for a lawyer or anything as they tried to get as much detail as possible from her in the interrogation room. Police asked for her side of the story, and she tells them the same story she told the doctors, that she gave birth to a stillborn baby girl and that she buried her in her backyard. Skylar eventually went into more detail about the night and the birth. She explained that she had to pee in the middle of the night, and then while she sat on the toilet, a baby girl with pale skin came out. She said the baby never opened her eyes, but she wrapped her in a towel cradled her for a few hours and waited, hoping she'd open her eyes, breathe, or something. But the baby never did. She cried for a while and named the baby girl Annabelle. Skylar said she carried the baby down the stairs and into the garage. She took a small garden shovel and dug a hole between two trees near the edge of their yard, a spot that she could see from her bedroom window. She put Annabelle into the small dugout grave. She dropped pink rose petals her prom date gave her on top of the child and then proceeded to cover her up with dirt. During this, her parents never heard a thing. Skylar then crawled into bed with her parents that night, not saying a word, holding their hand until she fell asleep. After the interview, police go back to the Richardson's house and ask her to show where exactly she buried the baby and where the shovel was. Investigators put up yellow tape around the Richardson's house and began to dig in the backyard. This brought a lot of attention from local neighbors, and once the media got the story, more and more people were interested in what the police were doing in their backyard. Some of them were even sitting in their front yards with lawn chairs as the investigation took place, wondering what the police could be looking for at the house. Could you imagine being Skyler's parents? Imagine how confused they must have been. They didn't even know their daughter was pregnant. And now there's a full investigation team digging in their backyard for remains of a newborn baby. And all of this was on full display for all of the public to see.
1: Investigators started to treat this case as a homicide. On July 20th, 2017, police interviewed Skyler for a second time. This time, they were pressing her hard for a confession and told her they knew she murdered and burned her baby. And according to transcripts from the questioning reviewed by the Inquirer, Skylar told police I did not kill my baby 29 times during their session. And on the 30th time being asked, Skylar cracked and gave the police exactly what they wanted. Skylar told the police, okay, maybe I did kill her a little. The police took this and ran with it as a confession. And this is where everything starts to snowball. This confession was so vague, it honestly could have meant so many different things. Yes, it could have been a straight up confession that she did kill her baby as soon as it was born, but it could have also been an omission of guilt. It's possible the baby was stillborn, and she just felt guilty that her eating habits had something to do with it. Being that she did struggle with this eating disorder, this could have easily contributed to her having a miscarriage. So maybe that's what she meant when she said, okay, maybe I did kill her a little. I could see how this could easily be confused with the extreme accusations they were making towards her. And a lot of small things kind of point towards the baby being stillborn. Like the fact that Skylar was so open and willing to tell the doctor what happened and in detail... She also showed the police where the baby was buried when they came over to visit without hesitation. But one thing I keep getting stuck on with her story is the fact that she kept it from all of her friends and family. She knew she was pregnant, so it was obviously inevitable that she would someday have this baby. So what was her plan going to be if the baby was born healthy? What would she have done in this case? Would she have woke her parents up and broke the news to them? And that's why I think so many people assume she killed her baby after the birth. There are just so many what ifs. But even after all of this, maybe the birth really did sneak up on her after being in denial for so long about the whole thing, and she really was surprised by the birth. And the fact that she specifically says the baby came out when she was on the toilet makes a little bit of sense because you also have to consider that being that she was anorexic, this could have factored into Skylar not realizing she was pregnant right away. And this disorder can cause low birth weights, miscarriages, prematurity, and slower fetal growth while pregnant. So this is where the story takes another strange turn, and it really affected how Skylar was viewed by the public in this case. It was reported that forensic testing showed the baby had been burned, but a month goes by and the claims of the baby being burned were dismissed. The news then ran with this claim, and I think this is where much of the public turned against Skylar. We personally even saw articles saying that the baby was dismembered and burned in the family's fire pit before being buried. Skylar's attorneys mischaracterized the forensic testing and believed it was more of an opinion and called the motion misleading at best, but I think the damage to her image has already been ruined. Imagine if Skylar is innocent and she really is telling the truth. Everyone now views her maliciously as a monster who cold-heartedly killed her baby in the middle of the night, dismembering her and then burning her remains. We're not making any claims on if she's innocent or not, but imagine how many people only saw one headline or read one article and their opinion is set. Skylar's defense team argued that all of the conversations with her doctors about her pregnancy or what it may have happened afterward were protected by doctor-patient privilege. The physician-patient privilege statute exists for a specific purpose, to create an atmosphere of confidentiality and to encourage patients to make a full disclosure of their conditions to their physicians without fear that those details will later become public. But it was ruled that this is not privileged because of a doctor's duty to report any abuse, neglect, or other harm to a child and that the conversations with the two doctors should be admitted as evidence in her upcoming trial. Although prosecutors requested a $1 million bond, the judge set the bond at $50,000 with house arrest and electronic monitoring. She posted the bond and was released. Although she is currently on house arrest, she is still able to do things to keep her busy. She works out every day on a treadmill at home or runs outside, but never alone. She visits her grandparents nearby and helps them with chores around the house. She is able to do pretty much anything outside of her home, but must return by 9pm. Skylar still aims to be something other than being called a baby killer. She did 40 interviews for jobs but never got a call back. However, her attorneys offered her a part-time job doing little things at the office. Although she planned to go to the University of Cincinnati, she started classes at a local community college. After all of this, during an interview with her mom, she said she would have accepted the pregnancy. They were even more shocked when they found out what she did. Explaining that they think Skylar feared to disappoint them and worried about rejection from her parents and her extended family, but Skylar's mom assured them that she would have accepted her pregnancy, saying it wasn't in the plans, but they would have accepted and dealt with the situation. Skylar was charged with aggravated murder, involuntary manslaughter, endangering children, tampering with evidence and gross abuse of a corpse, and the trial is scheduled to begin September 3rd, 2019. So, what do you think? Do you think Skylar was telling the truth about her baby being a stillborn, or do you think she did something to end her newborn's life before burying her in the backyard? If she was able to keep such a huge secret, is she hiding anything else? Join us on our Crime Salad Facebook discussion group and let us know. You can also post links to cases you think are interesting or share anything crime-related and meet other true Crime Salad lovers just like yourself, and feel free to bring a friend. We'd also like to make it known that currently all states in the U.S. have the Safe Haven Law, which allows you to drop off a child at a police department, fire station, or hospital. This protects unwanted babies from harm, and the parents are not charged any crimes. In most cases, parents can leave newborns in safe locations without having to disclose their identity or without being asked questions. As always, you can find pictures of what we came across on our website at crimesaladpodcast.com and also on our Instagram at crimesaladpodcast. Help support Crime Salad by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you again. Crime Salad is a true crime podcast delivering a healthy portion of crime. Crime Salad is a Weird Salad production.
0: Are you kidding me? That was perfect. And here's a quick message from our friends. Hi, we're
1: Eliza, Allison, and Carlin, And we're the hosts of Resolved Mysteries podcast. Our podcast follows the 80s and 90s television show Unsolved Mysteries, hosted by Robert Stack. We have a love for true crime and the unsolved. If you don't remember Unsolved Mysteries, we forgive you, but you don't have to know to get into our show. If you like true crime stuff, ghost stuff, alien stuff, or just stories about weird
0: shit like Bigfoot, this is your podcast.
1: The stories we cover range from totally ridiculous
0: to truly heartbreaking. We do detailed research on all of the segments that Unsolved Mysteries aired, then drink some wine and give you the latest updates on every case. We talk about stories that will
1: leave you laughing, crying, and occasionally outraged. Resolve Mysteries podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite pods. Join us, and perhaps you may be able to help solve a mystery. All the
0: blood, blood, all the pain.